0: Hey, Yetta, are you in a good mood right now?
1: I usually am.
0: No, but are you right now? Hmm. Because we need to talk.
1: Maybe I'm not. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward. Welcome to another Life's Inside Track episode. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we're grateful that we get to share techniques, thoughts, tools, and tips that we all need. We all deserve. You, I, everyone. So we get to turn our house into home, our families thrive, and we live the best life possible. In this particular segment, we're going to consider the timing of a conversation. Something you just <laughs> forgot about.
0: No, that's why I asked you what kind of mood you were in. I was working on knowing whether this was a good time to have a serious conversation.
1: And you got a smile on your face when you say serious.
0: Yeah. I didn't say it was like a bad conversation. Serious to me doesn't mean... Um. Not exciting. Okay. Like if we were going to invest in a property and I found something and I said, hey, we want to have a serious conversation as to whether we should leverage to buy this property, do what it takes, then I'm excited about the property when I'm calling you. So it's a serious conversation. Right. But I'm smiling because I'm happy.
1: Okay. So the timing is interesting because the timing of the conversation doesn't have really, as Ken said, anything to do with what, well, necessarily, whether it's a difficult conversation, it's just an important conversation, potentially, it could be a lighthearted conversation, and timing always matters.
0: Yeah, and we're going to discuss three things. So if you're sitting down at the table, you might want to write down your one, two, and three, we're going to discuss three things that roll into timing around having a conversation with someone. And the way I ask whether you're in a good mood or not, not a wise thing to do. You need to judge that.
1: Right. Like feel. I
0: need to feel whether you are in a good place to be able to have a conversation or not. If I ask you, I already blew it.
1: Isn't that interesting though, right? Mm -hmm. So part of it is, so we've already said the three things, we're going to give away one right now. It's what, well, what mood are you in? You've already yeah. kind of highlighted that one. Like, what mood do you, what energetic mood are you feeling is in the room and yeah. in the environment? Because we emit it all the time. Yes. And, you know, even beyond mood, does the, you, it's
0: really hard to judge this and important. Does the person have the emotional capacity to have that conversation right now? brilliant
1: like so important right like Uh, can you repeat that again brilliant thank you so important Ken (laughs) to have make sure the person has capacity so I may be in a fine mood And I'm in the middle of talking to a client or negotiating something on their behalf, as I was yesterday. And somebody really important to me called and said, Can we have a conversation right now? And although I was in a great mood, I said, Is the conversation I'm going to find emotionally difficult, or is it a conversation I'm going to find light and easy hearted? And he said, You're going to find it. I'm going to find it easy, he said, and you're going to find it difficult. I said, Well, then he said, So can we have it now? And I said, No. Now it's not a good time to have it. Of course, oh. then I'm wondering what is it? What's going on? What do, Should I have said yes? But if okay. I don't have the capacity, because I'm dealing, taking care of a client, trying to negotiate that, yeah,
0: an agreement. I think you're blending the line there. Oh. I think you're blending that right into our number two, which is situation. What's right. the situation the person's dealing with? It could be. You know, the situation in your case was you've got in the back of your mind negotiating an offer, putting something together for a client, and, and it's absorbing your emotional and your mental capacity. But a situation could be, that's a situation, but your mood could be good. Let's say you looked after the kids all day and you're frazzled, but now you're sitting down for, you know, a glass of your favorite beverage or something. The kids are in bed. Everything's calm, and your spouse says, or your significant other, whoever says, hmm, could we have this conversation, right? You might be in a good space, but you're on the edge. You're you're coming down from being a little frazzled or chaotic, and to move straight into you don't really have the emotional capacity left to finish that. So maybe in the morning after a good rest, your Your batteries are recharged, and you have the emotional capacity before the kids get up to have that conversation right, so
1: the first one was mood mm-hmm. or energetic state, yeah, might be another way to say it, depending yeah. on how you perceive somebody's already things. angry
0: or or upset or or emotionally you know crying or tearful or sad or even depressed or whatever, that's not the time to have a hard conversation or a deep conversation. Right. So it's it, also not the time to make
1: decisions. an important
0: decision. No
1: decisions in that state, right? Yeah. No conversations of any magnitude. Except I think for maybe what's
0: causing it. That's right. different than right. bringing up a totally another subject.
1: Right. So state or energetic state, the situation that the people are in or the person's in And then the third one for timing.
0: That's a good thing. I don't remember. Oh, yes, I do. Because I've blown this a few times. (laughs) Because, you you know, sometimes there's something that I want to ask Yetta and it's percolating in the back of my mind, percolating, percolating, percolating. And then I'll blurt it out at the most inopportune time. And that is when there are other people in the room. A, it's the first time she's heard it b she might feel pressure to go a, a certain way or react a certain way because there are other people present so who is there and maybe it's none of their business and it's a private conversation and if you if you have that in front of others i think donald trump's learning that right now that he shouldn't have had sensitive conversations about secret things in the in the us government while he had dinner, dinner guests at the right. table.
1: Well, that's never a good idea, right? But it doesn't even have to be something that complicated. its Is it even an appropriate conversation for that person? When the grandkids are around for argument's sake, there's conversations that you don't even have to whisper or have. It's just not good timing to yeah. have that. And then other times it's involving age, the, the age-appropriate age appropriate
0: conversation. And this. then the
1: other one is, is it something that they need to be involved with? Right. So does it yeah. even add value to them or yeah. to and, you?
0: And even if the third or fourth person is involved in the, in the, con- in the decision mm-hmm. or the conversation, there may need to be a pre conversation with your partner or significant or, other your or your
1: business or partner or
0: whoever before even that question is poised because it may put, which I did the other day, put you in a position where you really don't have anything to say, but yes, like you look like the bad cop, if or bad person, if you veto it, whereas if we have the discussion ahead of time and we come out as a united front and we say, no, that's, that's not going to work or we don't mention it at all. Now right. we've done something. Now, the other thing is when you're looking for timing, there's a really important thing to know is that don't put it off forever. Because what happens is when you, sweep it under the rug, you start to get a lumpy rug, like really lumpy rugs. Yeah, Yeah, lumpy rugs. And and at some point, you'll trip over it. Right. So I read a quote from Ambrose Bierce, and he said, Speak when you're angry, and you will give the best speech you will ever regret. (laughs) We're grateful to be partners with you moving forward towards wealth, wisdom, and worth. Yet on a scale of one to five, five being like super frank, how frank would you like me to be in this conversation?
1: I'm not sure. I like where this is going. Okay. We'll see. Okay. So we've created for you free access to over 587 Life's Inside Track episodes where we share real estate insider tips, making household, building wealth, life exponential. And the great news is you'll get access to them from home, from the office, or on the go. So we're going to discover, I think, right here, right now, (laughs) how forthright we want to be in a conversation. How forthright ought we to be in a conversation?
0: Yeah. So this is something that we utilize anytime we're getting into a new relationship business-wise. Mm-hmm. And I think people have unspoken rules in relationship that sends relationships south when one person is being much more frank to the point, Mm -hmm. um, maybe even authentic, right? Compared to the other person. Or they're expecting to get frank back and they're not getting frank conversations back. So, they're feeling that that lack, that need to draw someone out and having the kind of the guideline as to how authentic and truthful and is an important piece.
1: It is. And I think the disclaimer we want to make sure we put here is it's not about mean. It's not about unkind. Frank or forthright or authentic conversation still needs to be respectful, kind, appropriate for the situation. It doesn't have to be yelling or high or high volume or high intensity. Although passion comes when you're passionate about things yeah, that can happen needs to be in love, said in love. Right. And so it's not when we say, cause often when I ask this question, Whether it's in a casual casual conversation, a conversation with somebody that really matters to me. I mean, this isn't probably a conversation you have the first time you meet somebody. It would seem very weird. So how forthright do you want me to be with you, you?
0: Do you know why that is? Because when you first meet somebody, you don't have a depth of relation to have deep candor. You can't have candor in a recent relationship. It takes depth of relationship. To be very candor.
1: Right. And yet it's not mean. Forthright does not equal mean or unkind. It doesn't. Like that's huge. Because I think often when I ask the question, people, especially in a work environment, when I'm hiring a new team member early on in the hiring process, once, especially if I once I've decided, if I haven't decided I'm going to work with you, I'm probably not going to ask this question. But as soon as we've decided we want to be in business relationship with each other, one of the most essential questions I have is like how... Authentic and forthright and truthful—it's really truth. Do you want me to be with you as we're working through stuff? Yeah. Do I need to sugarcoat it? Yeah. And or do you want it? It's not even sugarcoat. It's like how much do you need me not to say what's really going on? How much of the detail do you need? Well, how how real do you want me to be? I think that's the other word, real. And people will get confused often and think real means mean. Right. And, and then, real is kind.
0: And one thing we've learned is that just because you think something doesn't mean you need to say it, right? And so there's kind of a filter we put it through. You know, is it kind? Right. Is it necessary? Right. Is it helpful?
1: And is it is timely?
0: It, is it timely and is it true? Right. If it meets those five criteria, five criterion. Right. What are those again? Oh, don't Come really on. do
1: it again. Okay, so I'm not gonna put them it, in the same order.
0: Doesn't matter. Is it kind?
1: Right. Is it necessary? Right. Is it truthful? Right. Is it, is it helpful? And is it didn't we say kind? Yeah. Not is it level. is it the right time?
0: It's the right time. Is it the part? right time? Yeah. So there's five criterion for whether you should say something or not. And if it doesn't meet them all, zip it skippy, right? Like, right. Don't say it. Just because it went it came into your head doesn't mean it needs to be over the airwaves.
1: No, it doesn't. And so when we're saying forthright, we're not saying everything needs to be said. No, you still saying, filter. You still filter those five things. And then if it still needs to be said, then we want to make sure we have enough depth of relationship to have that canned door kind of re- conversation. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen, especially in the workplace, huge. We just started working in a more intimate re- way again with our uh, daughter-in-law and our son. Mm -hmm. And we were having the orientation meeting and talking about what it would look like. And one of the earlier questions in our setup, we were both Mm -hmm. there. I said, so on a scale of one to five, five meaning really authentic and real and forthright. And one being, don't tell me anything. How do you want us to communicate with you? And And then the second half of that is how can I expect you to communicate with me? Mm. And even though we're in relationship all the time, we learn some things that day. Yeah. I and
0: mean, if you're learning some stuff right now and you might say, well, how do I get a little more of this? <laughs> you might want to jump on one of our websites, which is doubledecker.life, life and register for our 31 life step journey, which is designed to move you forward to have even more vitality, success and love. In your life,
1: right, and and it's really these kinds of conversations that we're having now. They're broken down into thirty-one little pieces, little videos. You get to laugh with us, cry with us sometimes, and learn together. And in inside a community, mm-hmm. so in work it works. In personal relationships, does it work? The the concept of saying hey,
0: absolutely, especially as you start to develop your depth of relationship when you first meet somebody at a social event you're going to talk about probably some lighter things maybe what they do for a living how they like it you know what the kids are and whatever you're probably not going to go oh, what level of candor should i speak to you about what you're wearing and you know how you've done your hair and your well, makeup but,
1: but those see that doesn't fit the the filter that's not nice no well, it could be probably well okay but that's, maybe it's a blind spot mm, gotta be careful with that like what's your business and so this is a piece of this sort of the filter is is it your responsibility that's another way i often will look at it mm-hmm. is it my responsibility and is it my place has this really got anything to do with me like you said just because i think it does not yeah. mean I got to say it? What
0: if they got a little bit of toilet paper stuck onto the bottom of their shoe? Well, and that they're might dragging be helpful.
1: Yeah, but that's helpful. That's got nothing to do with candor, really. <laughs> that's just being supportive and helpful.
0: I love trying to throw you off track.
1: <laughs> it's not working. And I guess the other piece that we want to make sure we don't forget to say, and we all know this. We so know this. We've been taught it since we were kids. We were probably taught it in kindergarten and our moms and dads taught us. Are you talking to the right person? Are you talking to the person that can do anything about the thing that you're talking about? Are you talking like gossip? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You need to be talking to the person who's involved, Mm -hmm. not their friend, not someone you hope will say something to them later. Yeah. Because that's not, that's not Frank. No. That's around the corner deceitful. Mm -hmm. Telling someone else, hoping they'll get back to them.
1: Yeah, doesn't work. So it's just, it's one of those things we know. And I think if you're anything like me, once or twice, you may have forgotten that philosophy. So in, you know, in any relationship, it's, are you willing to establish or is there any relationships that right now, it would be really wise to establish or reestablish the level of candor that you want to have within the relationship.
0: Yeah. And it's been a privilege talking with you because we are passionate about helping you and us be positioned for generational legacy. Sometimes a conversation goes from bad to worse.
1: That would be true. So we're excited that for over 30 years, Not only have we been able to come alongside you selling, buying and investing in real estate over 3,117 times, but also able to come alongside you to build your fun, build your finances, build and even strengthen, heal and flourish inside your relationships. So what makes, I mean, this is an important thing to explore. What makes a conversation go even worse or get out of control yeah because sometimes it's not
0: even it's a bad conversation that's really a you know it even a tough conversation most people say oh that's a tough conversation it's just a really important
1: conversation is what they're trying to say that needs to be said Right, because we already went through the filters, mm-hmm. right? So you want to make sure that the thing does need to be said, it needs to be said to the person you're talking with, yeah. which we explored. And then and- if
0: it does, because it may salvage the relationship, it may end the relationship if, it, if it's meant to be, but generally <sighs> great conversations, which may be called tough, generally build a relationship. And that's one of the fallacies. That's, that's, that's a falsehood that people believe that when you have what we call a tough conversation, it's probably going to end the relationship. It generally deepens the relationship. And if it doesn't, then you probably didn't have a good relationship to start with. If That's, it's said kind and loving and
1: right. Like we still have to do all those other things the appropriately. Filter. Yeah, if you're
0: right. outside of the filter, it might rain it might ruin a relationship well, then for it, sure.
1: Then it's not kind. And yeah. so therefore it doesn't work anyway. So what is it? Because we said we would talk about what things can cause it to derail mm. and beyond what it really oh. escalate out of control, derail. Yeah. The, yeah. I like,
0: I like the word derail. Because you know what? Trains derail, right? The can be a train can be trunking, trucking along. It's really the trains truck or no. trucks truck along.
1: Anyway, anyways,
0: that's just humming along. The, I think the, we the, might say. Mm, chugging along, chugging <laughs> along. Trains chug <laughs> along. The train could be along. chugging along, and then, unbeknownst to the conductor, mm-hmm. there's something on the track mm-hmm. that triggers a wheel to come off the track. And once one comes off, the momentum of the train. Tends to take everyone off the track, right? Because mm-hmm. the other trains, what are they called?
1: I got cars,
0: cars, cars. It's weird to call cars because it's a train. But anyways, they follow the locomotive, so boom, off they all go, right? So it causes the train to derail. Conversations can derail from previous triggers that you didn't even know were there. Right. So you say something. Or I say something to you. Now, I know a lot of your triggers now after 42 years of, you know, being with you. But when a relationship isn't that deep, or even sometimes when it is, there'll be something that comes up for the person that derails the conversation. And you go, what the heck just happened? Because that reaction shouldn't have come from... The conversation.
1: Right. And so it's a deep seated trigger that's sitting below the surface. And I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, no. Oh, no. Somebody, somebody phone in and save me. (laughs) (laughs) So when is the time that you can think of like the first one that pops into your head where you've been triggered unexpectedly?
0: Oh, I don't think that ever happens to me, does it?
1: Yes, it does. Where you're unaware, you don't even Um, know what's going on, and all of a sudden...
0: Frequently, we'll have a conversation with my bride. Okay, here we go. This is very authentic. And you might tell me how to do something or what order you want me to do something in. And I don't know what it is from the past, but my trigger goes off because I feel controlled. And I'm happy to do it. But I want to do it my way. But in the order I want to do it, not necessarily the way you want it done. Yeah. So it's interesting.
1: Well, because yeah, it just shows up and you don't even know why the person just snapped at you. And it's like, what did you yell at me for? It's like. that be it. I feel controlled. Yeah. Except in the moment. Micromanaged. Where you know you should, right. But in the moment where you're not usually aware. Right. It's that thing that's sort of unaware. Yeah. Uh-huh. Trigger. And, and then so you got to look
0: back and go, where did mm-hmm. that come from? Because that was unreasonable, out of bounds, whatever you want to call it, right. right? So that will make a conversation tougher when the person is triggering all over the place, right? And it just means there's unsettled, there's open loops in their in their life around something that that conversation just opened that loop. It was just sitting there waiting to spring out of that.
1: Yeah, and it's sometimes things that are open, but it's also things that are just entrenched. So it's just patterns,
0: Ooh, right? Like one deep-seated, deep-seated patterns. Deep-seated
1: patterns, right? So if you're going to push me for a quick decision on something I don't feel equipped mm-hmm. to make a decision on, if I feel equipped, yeah. you can. I'm quick, I can make a fast decision. And if I don't feel equipped in that moment when you're pushing me against the wall, I know what I say every time.
0: Not anymore. I know what you used to say. I know what
1: I used to say. What did I say? You used to say, okay, fine, do it. Do whatever you want. I don't care anymore.
0: Yeah. It doesn't matter. But you would say it in an angry way. Oh, more than a little angry. Because you really did care.
1: I really did care. So why are you
0: talking falsehoods? (laughs) That's against the rules, our five rules of communication.
1: Right. So it's when you feel pushed against the wall, for me, in decision making, then that's a pattern. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and so behavior. what do you
0: say now? What
1: I say now, well, first I breathe, I pause. Like mm-hmm. I, I attempt to say nothing initially. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, thanks for the, the question. That's a, that's a great thing to consider. Let me consider it and get back to you. Because if I don't take myself to space, I'm going to make a decision that I probably don't even like. Mm-hmm. And, well, and I won't know if I like it is the point. I'll never know if it was a good one. So sometimes it's history that can ha- cause us to derail a conversation. Right. History right. with that person. Mm-hmm. Right? Or I'm history talking about with someone
0: else. That's what a trigger is.
1: Right. So they,
0: they yeah. like
1: these are all really con- connected, but they are different elements of those same things that – Yes. Elements of the thing that will cause you a conversation Mm -hmm. that you're going, what just happened? Yes.
0: And if your conversation is very important, that's the reason you're having it, Mm -hmm. then you may have to pause it, clear the obstruction out of the way, like remove that thing that's going to derail the train, clear that, and then come back to your conversation. because. If you keep pushing on the conversation without clearing the... The debris off the the track. How's that?
1: We'll call it all debris.
0: Yeah. The next train's going off the tracks too over the same debris.
1: Again and again and again. Like it's when... this. really what we're talking about is when the conversation issue isn't really the conversation you're having. Like it's two Mm. different conversations, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... I know this might sound very confusing or maybe not. Maybe you're like tracking with us hundred percent. They go, these guys are awesome. <laughs> Our 31 life step journey is an amazing online course, video content. You can look it up at doubledecker.life. So there's never good time. I want to just say this, this is Ken's quote. There's never a good time to use humor to avoid or minimize an important conversation. We're honored to be your advocates moving forward to building wealth through real estate and a life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker
1: Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team.